Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. For years, porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome, or PERS, has vexed pork producers and caused untold mortalities among hogs. At the recent Minnesota Pork Congress, researchers from Pipestone showcased promising results from several years of on-farm research into the disease. Dr. Scott D. is a veterinarian emeritus from Pipestone who led research into next-generation biosecurity practices on sow barns in multiple states within the Pipestone system. The research is important because PERS takes a toll on Minnesota pork producers every year. Yeah, so PERS has been around since 30-some years now, and it's estimated each year to cost us about $1 billion in just production losses and additional costs, biosecurity, all the, all the things you have to do for PERS. But instead of $600 million, it's now up to a $1 billion a year. Previously, I've looked at the, the multiple ways that PERS can potentially enter a farm. What are kind of the, the larger overarching uh, mechanisms for the virus to get into a swine herd? Yeah, so I kind of break it into two buckets. One would be uh, called direct routes, and those are infected pigs or contaminated semen. The other would be I call the indirect routes, and that would be, say, uh, contaminated transport, contaminated supplies, people walking it in on their shoes. The aerosol route is known now, and also the feed route is known now. So there's several ways this virus can move around from farm to farm, and actually country to country. You've looked at uh, some uh, next-generation biosecurity uh, as methods for mitigating. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what next-generation biosecurity looks like. Yes, it's taking those known routes and all of the scientifically validated interventions that have been published for reducing their respective risks and organizing it into a comprehensive program where you, instead of going to a farm and say, well, try this or try that, you come to a farm and say, okay, this is our plan. We're going to start with direct routes, pigs and semen, negative source. We're going to talk with how do we sanitize trucks for the mechanical risk, people entry, supply entry. We're going to talk about air filtration as a way to reduce the airborne risk. And we're going to talk about the potential to use a feed additive as a mitigant. So we're going to put all that together in a, in a comprehensive plan and then audit it very, very religiously over time to be sure that compliance is high. That's the next generation rather than just kind of piecemealing it. And you've been doing this for a couple of years within the Pipestone system and, and seen some very positive results. Touch on those if you would. Yeah, so we actually tested all of this. We tested this whole idea and we tested it for two years. And historically, our system would average, say, 30 to 50 percent incidence a year, meaning new viruses entering the farm 30 percent of the time, 50 percent of the time, which is quite high. But by putting this all together and actually applying it and making sure it's done right, for the last two years, we've taken it below 10%. And that's across almost 400,000 sows and 76 breeding sites. And so it's a big data set. It's not just a little uh, backyard experiment anymore. So to me, that's where the rubber meets the road. These are all practices that outside of your own system, other farms can, can adopt to uh, reduce the instances in their operations? Yes, all of this is non, it's all published. It's uh, not rocket science. It's just good biosecurity, but it's changing the culture and putting this comprehensive plan together and then making sure it gets done. And now the title of your, your talk was, is the, reign of, is the Reign of Terror Over? Because farmers who've been at this for 30 years know how impactful it is. Is, is that uh, you know, statement true? I believe it is. I've worked with this virus for 36 years. Right when I came out of vet school in 87, PERS basically showed up. And so I've been battling this thing for my entire career. 
And I've never been able to show data like we talked about today in all of the times we've tried to control this thing. And we actually published this in a peer-reviewed journal so anybody can read it for free. And so we want to share the information and make sure everyone can look at it, they can critique it, and maybe hopefully try it to see if it'll help them. Dr. Rachel Sticka-Jensen is also a veterinarian for Pipestone. She addressed biosecurity measures in the birth-to-market phase. Yeah, so a survey was done in 2021 uh, by Dr. Holtkamp and others, and yeah, it showed up based on country rankings. Um, the U.S. is number one when it comes to mortality from, from birth to market, and we're sitting at like 23%. So it's a lot of our hogs that we produce are not making it to market. And now you had also done some surveying, and, and there wasn't necessarily the same level of biosecurity practiced on many of the, you know, the, the birth-to-market farms as there were in, in the sow operations. I guess, what kind of a role did that play in perpetuating this disease? Yeah, it definitely plays a big role, right? When we don't have the same standards in our wean-to-market barns as we do as a sow farm, right, and we're, we're potentially tracking in diseases or allowing diseases to better enter our herds and make our pigs sick, right? That's naturally going to increase mortality, increase um, the number of pigs we can market and and profit from. And so um, that's kind of what the challenge of this lecture was, is let's look at the wean-to-market barns and how we can be better in in reducing mortality and overall transmission of different diseases and pathogens. So it is kind of the the takeaway message for farmers here is you you can't let let your guard down on these hogs. I mean, it's something that needs to be practiced. Or what what are you hoping that folks take away from this? Yeah, I think the big takeaway is that we just need to better educate ourselves on the wean-to-market barns and how what little things we can do to be better, whether that is a Danish bench entry system. So our street shoes stay on the dirty side, then we put on clean barn shoes, uh, make sure we disinfect and have downtime for products and equipment that come in the barn so we're not bringing it in disease that way. Just starting simple, right? Even ensuring that all of our caretakers wash their hands before they go in the barn and after they go in the barn so we're not spreading disease that way. Now you touched on the five P's and you can probably remember them off mm-hmm. the top of your head, but what, what are those that might be helpful for a farmer to keep in mind? Yeah, so right, the five P's would be pigs, property, people, pests, and products. And so we need to look at all those categories on how they could potentially bring in disease to our barns and um, kind of really focus on them. So one of them would be um, for pigs, for example, making sure we're sourcing our pigs from a healthy sow farm that is negative for PERS and, and flu and PED. So then that way, when we place them in our wean market barns, we don't have to worry about sharing them to other farms. They're, they're healthy that way. Um, other ones would be pests, right, staying up on fly control, rodent baits, that kind of stuff. So then those vermins aren't tracking disease from barn to barn as well. The title of the presentation was, the, is the reign of terror over? And as a you know, young veterinarian working in this field, are you optimistic that this is a breakthrough, something that can really have a, a large scale effect on the entire industry? Yeah, definitely, right? I think Scott's information has shown that on the South Farm side, right, we've made huge progress from 30 to 50% of PERS breaks to less than 10. That's huge. So let's look at the wean to market barns and see if we can reduce the amount of breaks on that side by laying our biosecurity and, and getting it up to par to what the South Farms have. Thanks for joining us. Find other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and market information from your local LFN affiliate.